the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I, woo, yeah, whatever, right? I mean, yeah, get excited, right? I like to get excited. I mean, that was a great introduction, by the way. And speaking of introductions, we have a special guest today. Um, Bridget, who do we have? We've got Coach Matt here from Minneapolis City. Uh, here to talk about USL2 and all things Minneapolis Crows. Welcome, Matt. Thank Welcome. you. We appreciate you all having me on. I'm excited to be here, be a part of this, talk a little, talk a little footy. That's, we yeah, spent a lot of you, time you, talking you, about you, so it'll be good to have you talk about you. You read my mind. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. You're, you're basically... I can come on maybe in defense of myself or... <laughs> yes. Myself. That's, that's good. Appreciate that opportunity. Yep, yep. Um, Matt, maybe you can start, maybe just talk a little bit about uh, your years with the team and uh, how you kind of got roped into the whole situation and um, winning the championship and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I I still don't know how I got roped into it, but we're here now. (laughs) So uh, I'm sure it was like a... It was like a like at a bar, and then someone just said, "Hey, do you like? To, do you look like you can pay, you can coach soccer? <laughs> you, Come on over." You're like, "Hey, can you kick this ball more than thirty yards?" All right, you're hired. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you're not far off, actually. No, I so I I knew Minneapolis City back when it first started, and I was coaching at Bethel University with the soccer Buddha Jeremy Boschkovitz. and uh, he knew John and Dan, and and I got to know them, and I was like, "Oh, these guys are." guys are cool they're doing this this like new new thing and so i was a supporter first and i was actually taking my kids out to game and it was just really cool like i was like this is this is awesome like it's very authentic it's very community driven it's hyper local like they're you know, sarcastic memes and, and they've got grumpy cat on twitter awesome like this mm-hmm. is all up my alley so uh, when I was working at Fusion, I was doing summer camps and we were looking for some sponsors and I was like, I'm going to reach out to City and got connected with Sarah and did some stuff with her. And then a couple months after that, Sarah shot me a text and was like, hey, do you know anybody who might be interested in coaching our U23 team? And I was like, yes, and that person is me. So I would love to do that. <laughs> So I started with the U23s and was Adam's uh, first assistant with the team in 2018 when we had like our undefeated summer, which, which was awesome. And um, yeah, it's, it's funny because I actually, I don't know if you guys remember Kevin Huff, but I actually coached him when he was back in high school. And so he and I had a good relationship and I'd actually reached out to him to get Dan and John's info because I was like, hey, it's my evil plan. I'm going to try to get on staff at City at some point. And then one day I'm going to take over for Adam. We're going to rule the soccer world. And <laughs> it's it's funny in hindsight because I don't know if we're ruling the world, but it happened. And so after 2018, Adam decided to get out of coaching full time and, and took, a, took a job with Sports Engine. And they were like, hey, you want to be the head coach of the NPSL team? Sure. I know 
full well what I'm doing. Yeah, why not? I've been here for a year. Uh, so took over in 2019. Uh, obviously, had a good season. Um, won the league, went out to Detroit City, which was unbelievable. And then 2020, COVID happened. And this past summer, did really well. Won, a, won the conference again and got to host uh, a couple playoff games. Unfortunately, came up short against Cleveland. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it's, it's crazy. And, and I say this all the time, but I, I still mean it. We're on a weekly basis. I'm like, how did I even get here in this position? And, everything but i'm i'm very grateful for it I, I love all of it love every minute of it and uh it's uh it's a super special place that i'm, I'm just proud of, i get to be a part of it nice well, we got a lot of questions uh we got some from the community and some from us as well um i think i can combine these two this is part me part bridget here um obviously jumping into the new league usl2 so i i put down maybe your outlook and expectations of USL2, and then I'll just add Bridget's in here, adjustments to USL2 from NPSL. Yeah, it's a great question that we're, we'll, we'll find out. I think when we first thought about it, we're having the conversation. I mean, we knew we were going to get it put into a conference with Des Moines, who's the reigning USL2 champion. So all, already you're like, all right, big task, sweet. Let's figure it out. Right. But, you know, I, I I feel really confident about going into USL2 this year. I think we obviously, you know, we'll, we'll be up against it. But I, I think with we've done a really good job of bringing in some new players, which we'll start announcing here next week, combined with some of our old former players. And, and when we talked about this, this whole new model that we're going to try to do, right, we're going to have one team but playing in two leagues, NPSL and USL2. It was really important that we – get some of those, we retain some of those older guys who understand what city is about, the culture piece, like they built it, but also kind of bring in some of these guys who maybe haven't been here before or were here at one point and, and are back now that are really talented soccer players. And so, uh, you know, we we talked about it and said, look, if, if we're not ambitious, we're not Minneapolis City. So if, if whatever league we're in, like, the whole point is to come in swinging. Like we're, we're not going to tiptoe in and just be like, Oh, let's, let's try to finish mid table and win some games. Like, no, our goal is always going to be like, Hey, whatever league we're in, let's go win it. I don't care who's in it. Um, yeah. Obviously be realistic about who we're up against, but you know, we, we have to be moving forward. We have to be ambitious because I think once we stop doing that, we fail to be who we are. So do you, I think do you feel like the universe? Do you feel like the universe is pushing a rivalry already be, between you and uh, Des Moines with the Open Cup now in about a month? Probably, probably, yeah. I, and and I I think so. And and I and actually, it's been really cool to just see kind of the interactions between you know Des Moines their their supporters group and and us and the Des Moines like just on Twitter and it's it's cool because I think it's it's I I hope it's kind of one of those friendly rivalries where we get to come in and they've been really cool about reaching out to the citizens and like, Hey, come tailgate with us. And like, you know, I, I think that's something that I've really loved about our supporters group is that they've mm -hmm. just been like, Hey, let's, this is a, a fun thing that we're all doing together. Yes. We have our teams to root for, let's make this enjoyable. And so I'm, I'm excited for that friendly rivalry. And if it gets unfriendly, I mean, <laughs> but um, a, lot, a lot of respect for Des Moines menace. There's, there's a reason yeah. they, they won USL too. They're they're very very right. club. Yeah, nice. What's what's the what's the over under and you getting uh, red cards this season? Uh, I say three. 
<laughs> Are you Man. Matt personally or the team? Uh, yeah. Matt, Matt. I, I mean, let's just keep it coach centric. Um, uh, here's, here's the thing. I really, I, I try not to get worked up and Adam says it really well. The problem is like, I'm very, very calm, very balanced. 90% of the time, 90% of the time. But when I hit that 10% that is not like, I kind of lose it. And he, and yeah. he's right. So I'll give you an example. I think it was, it might've been our second ever game that I was a coach with as, as an assistant coach. And I don't even remember who we were playing, but we're, it was at Osseo. This was 2018. And I remember there was this foul, like clear foul. I think Marty got taken out and we had possession. So the referee kept playing. I didn't see him take it. I didn't see him say play advantage, but I just stood up and I was like, you idiot like out of nowhere. And then we went on to score. I was like, Oh, okay. But then the referee came over and was like, all right, who said it? Like I heard it. I heard it. Who said it? And of course I, I don't remember. I think it was elder elder was on the bench. Cause James big game. James is a net. He like singles me. I was like, is that guy like, man. ratted the, you out? Yeah. I'm like, man, I've been here two games and you're already throwing me under the bus. Come on, man. And, wow. then, and then the ref was like, absolutely not we're not doing it i was like no no, no. i was I, I was talking to our guy he was being an idiot whatever like, <laughs> trying to play it off it, it did not work so two you games know, was, wow <laughs> two games <laughs> two games it's amazing if I, if I can keep it intact i do all right it's just, it's just that competitive fire comes out at times and stuff so i i think i think two and a half is a good number this year okay I, I will, all right two and a half we'll hold you to it <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half and uh, accum- accumulation of three yellows. We'll see if that works. Fair out. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, Matt, you kind of touched on this one already. I don't know. I don't know if you can give us any uh, any teasers anymore on the newcomers. I put this one in there for myself. Any newcomers to look for, and and maybe you can tie that in with to to any uh, crossover from maybe from, from the futures. Have are any of the futures kids maybe jumping in? Yeah, great question. I. I won't, I won't go into specifics on the new players. Um, Fair enough. I will, I will say this though. I, this is the first year that I have gone out and tried to recruit some players and even some players back to us uh, that might've been with us in years past, or even just, you know, some other local talent just that may or may not have been with us. And uh, I'm pleased to say every single player that I've talked to uh, has committed and they want to come back and be a part of it. Minus one. We're still waiting on one. We'll see. But I'm really excited for the level because these are some really high-end players that have, have done well collegiately, um, have spent some time playing at really high levels, and, and I think they're going to add a lot from a talent standpoint. Uh, from, the future, from the future standpoint, yeah, we, it was, it, it's funny. We just had a coach meeting about this to talk about this. Like, How do we keep that pathway, that pipeline from the futures into first team? And so one of the things that we're, we're going to start doing actually as of next week is on a weekly basis, we're going to invite a couple of futures players into first team training and knowing, knowing full well that, that they're not a finished product, that there's still going to be some development that happens. But I, I think it's really important that a, we're giving those, those players opportunities to really see like, this is what the level is. Um, but also too, to just to kind of, again, illustrate that like, yeah, we, we are serious about using, Futures as a pipeline. It's not just a, you know, over overblown U19 team. Um, one player in particular who stood out is uh, Luik Masanbi. Uh, I don't remember. He wasn't Mr. Soccer. 
this here. Actually, well, I'll add two. So we have Luik Masanvi and Siddiqui Jebeta from Park Center. Uh, and I, I know Siddiqui was uh, or Mr. Soccer this past year, and he's, I think he's 16, but his vision is unbelievable. He's jumped in with us and has done really well. Same with Luik. Luik has, has not only come into first team stuff uh, on a consistent basis, but he's actually been having an impact. Like he's been scoring some goals. He's been doing some things from an attacking standpoint that have been really impressive. So, yeah, absolutely uh, be be ready to see some futures get some minutes this year because not only do we want to see it, but I, I think a couple of them are ready to make an impact. So cool. You hear it, heard it here first, Patreon subscribers. Add, add, add more money. Throw more Patreon for this beautiful content here. <laughs> Exclusives. Exclusive. Uh, Bridget, I'll throw to you. Yeah, go ahead, Bridget. You got a couple. Uh, yeah, just to add on to the recruiting. I mean, I know part of the reason going USL2 was just to keep some players around who, you know, college coaches wanted them to play at a higher level over the summer. But how has that gone locally? Are you getting more um, local interest from players who, yeah. like, maybe would have left? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that was actually one of the big questions that, that we got asked right away and we'll probably keep getting asked is, are we going to stay local? And the answer is going to always be unequivocally yes, because that's that's the foundation of who we are. And so, you know, could could we go out and bring in some higher level players that, you know, I don't want to say higher level players, but some high profile players from elsewhere? Yeah, absolutely. But it's really important to us that we keep keep the ties to our community and in in our city and our state really, really strong. And so, yeah, the, all the players that I've gone out and recruited are are local guys who have ties from here. Um, And yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really good. And and I think like, you know, part of why we made the decision to pursue USL2 was, you know, we, we were really confident in what we've provided and done as a club, but it is just that opportunity piece sometimes from college coaches that look at it and say well you're NPSL or you're UPSL you're not you're not USL2 and you know I I get it I, I disagree with it because I think there's some there's clearly some NPSL teams that can compete at a USL2 level and it doesn't mean it's necessarily you know a, a lesser competitive level but we get it we understand the optics of it and so I think that's really helped from the recruiting piece of just saying you know look this is the this is the space that we're moving into and why we're continuing to stay in the NPSL league is is because I think there's benefit to it and guys are going to get a lot of playing time and, you know, we'll have a big roster. We'll have to figure out travel details and, you know, we, we may be geniuses and maybe idiot, but idiots, but it, it's at least worth it to try and, and see what we can do with it because it's one of those things too, like even you talk about the future is like to be able to really give them good game minutes, like that's a great way to do it. Um, and with you with USL's developmental rules, like you can only have 10 players over the age of 23 on your game day roster. So you have to skew younger. So it's even more vital for us to, to be looking at those younger players and say, how, how do we get them from that unfinished product to closer to a finished product? So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting, but I think we're, we're really excited for the prospect of what this year will bring. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've. I've have yet to pick um, a futures team, but if I were to pick one, it'd have to be near north. Okay. Just because I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, Mewtwo. Yeah, Mewtwo is awesome. Mewtwo is uh, 
probably it's really funny me and him actually last summer yeah it was last summer it was his first year coaching and okay we were actually paired together and he had a u9 boys and i had a u9 boys right. and just to be able to watch him play one um to watch him and in, in just enjoy playing with kids and just showing them how to love the game yeah. and the second of all i mean just he's just you know he's a good kid yeah. great player that's one player i'm going to be looking out for yeah besides he has like thighs the size yeah. of my freaking head <laughs> but like there was times when we were playing i think at the end of the season we usually play like parents versus coaches and they're like yeah. there were actually parents were like you know what uh we'll take the, the kids took the took took Mutu and then we were like yeah this is not gonna work we're, we're not <laughs> we're not because he he does he's competitive every single time no matter what he's played against if he's playing his u9 or or, or parents is he doesn't matter he his his full point is, is to go so i'm looking forward to watching some of the highlights and hopefully yeah. being able to see some other stuff but no i i've i've always been wondering what that what uh the year two was going to look like for for futures and um if um can you maybe just, if you know, I don't know if you know a lot, but do you know yeah. what the relationship is with Pence Holmes and how that worked out? Uh, I don't know a lot of details uh, other than Nate is a great dude. And yeah, Nate is a great dude. And he he gets it, right? Like just from yeah, he a, does. a soccer standpoint, from a community yeah. standpoint, and, and uh, was really willing and very generous to, to, support, or to support that piece of it which has been awesome. And so it's, it's cool to see a good local guy with a good, great local business, like for us to be able to represent them. And vice right. versa. Yeah. Awesome. No. So yeah. Pence homes, Pence and the Pence team they're they, they're great folks. So it was good to be able to see them put their fingers on, on local soccer. Um, do you, do you, do, is there any discussion yet for like, um, for like uh, an expansion of futures to the women's side yet, or is that still like a work in progress trying to figure out what futures? Yeah, that's, that's a great, it's a great question. And we, we continually have this conversation. So I think for us, so, so really the main reason we even announced doing women's team last year was because we wanted to try to do like a futures for the girls. I think where we're at right now is like you see Aurora come in and they kind of fill a space and, and have done a remarkable job. And I think they're going to be fantastic. And so for us, for, for it to be truly equitable, I think where it came to was with the big challenge between the men's, the boys and girls right now is we have a first team that they can aspire to. I think for the girls, if we're really going to do it well, how do we do how do we give them to give them an opportunity to get to a first team? And, and right now the big question is, is there room to do a first team? Well, we, we could do a first team, but it's, I want to make sure that we're doing it right because that's, I think that's really important to us that it's not just an afterthought. We're not doing it for the optics of it. Like we really want to do it. And so, um, so we'll see. I, I think the interesting thing with the landscape of women's soccer, clearly it's been changing quite a bit. Um, and I think where we saw the need was there was these WPSL teams, you know, moving into USL, like there may be some opportunities we wanted to come alongside or, or be a part of something there where somebody was going to do it well. And again, I look at what, like what Aurora has done. It's like, Hey, they're, they're filling, they're filling a need there with how they're all doing it, which is fantastic. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, for, as I look at it, like maybe there's an opportunity 
for us to work with Aurora to do something like that with the futures. For oh, the super cool. That would be very maybe, interesting. Well, maybe we even kind of give them the playbook to say, hey, you guys are doing this great on the women's side and the women's space. Like, here's what we've learned and, and been successful with. And so, you know, we'll we'll see. But but the right. need is there for sure. Yeah, and, no. And we'll, uh, we'll be able to figure we'll be able to have to have some impact and, and either do it ourselves or assist somebody who's going to do it well. But I think right the opportunity is there for sure. Yeah, that's no, pretty dope. I think, just building some kind of solidarity like that, rather than uh, trying to carve out the own space. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's that's a cool idea. I mean, I mean, it's it's it's. I think one of the things that's needed, and you talk about feeling the space in need. I think I think that's uh, one of the things I see because, uh, as you know, my my head and my hand is in 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 um, coaching mostly just uh, and, and being in community and watching girls soccer mostly because of my kids and, my, and their involvement. And I think it's it's it's. It's one of the things seeing the the local talent that we have, and then not having um, if it isn't something collegiate that they're that they're looking for, or they or they can do, uh, having another option for them to continue to play soccer besides playing tournaments or playing you know um, different types of different leagues, but nothing that really uh, amounts to more development in that aspect of it. And I think if I feel that's the need that uh, that I see that needs to be filled, and I think if it if it does work out and it works out, and um, there's some sort of partnership between these two entities, uh, I think it would be it'd be great. Just uh, you know, just in case we need to, um, you know, because soccer, at least in Minnesota, is a little bit the soccer community is, is kind of small in a sense. We all kind of run into each other. Like my kid, my oldest, my senior, uh, you know, tried out to play for Hamlin. Um, then found out, uh, you know, the coach, the one of the assistant coaches of Hamlin is actually a coach at Aurora, and now becomes a, a conversation of to like what is, what more can be can be done to to create a bigger sense of soccer community and and talk about this discussion of like, we we seem to be mostly male centered. When are we going to make that shift? Um, and even if that shift means there will be road bumps, right, and big road bumps, making the shift might be a little bit more important than try to so much as, 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 as get it, get it all in one shot. Right. Can I use that as a segue Rodrigo? Cause this, this is actually from Bridget here and you kind of touched on this already, Matt, but we talked about the league. How about any adjustments on the community side, switching to USL two? Is there anything that might change there? Just knowing that that league is going to be bigger, a little higher profile. What does that mean for the community organization aspect of, of uh, Minneapolis city? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think one thing it does is, you know, you talk about kind of the higher profile that comes with USL2 is like there's there's some built-in credibility for us to be able to have conversations with different communities that, you know, in, in, in hindsight, not hindsight, but in years past might have been for good reason skeptical of, of a club coming in and saying, okay, you know, what is it that you're really providing? And and this is where I think like our, our work with Kyle Johnson and I don't want to say just our work the work that he is doing and how we support that with the current FA has been really awesome because it's for us, like and a great example is somebody like Mutu, right. Who does not play club soccer, didn't really play club soccer a lot to be able to say, Hey, I can come be a part of this, you know, USL two training. Like that's big. Um, I think there's, you know, for another guy, um, um, you know, for, for all of us, like there's just that opportunity to, be able to take like, hey, we we have this um, platform. Like, how do we use it to 
highlight some players who don't have the traditional opportunities or how do we work with some of these communities to really better what they're doing, right? Or not, not even better, but just support that um, in a really genuine way. So I think it'll be interesting because I, I think there's a lot of opportunities that come with that. I think there's, there's always going to be a little bit of guardedness for some of these communities because they, they've had other clubs or other entities enter and try to enter into the space with them and have not done it very well. It's been very one-sided. And so I, I think a lot of cautiousness on their end and, and rightfully so where I hope that by the work we continue to do, we can say, no, like we, we are not here to change what you are doing. We want to ask the question, how can we work with you in your space or have you come into our space that we can support and elevate what you're doing? Because you know, you talk about like just the soccer community in general, like that, that is the goal for us with city is, you know, like you said, Rodrigo, it's, it's a small community. So it'd be really easy to come in and, and create conflicts with just different clubs or whatever. And, and, and I think what, what keeps me at city at least is that it, it tries to be really collaborative that we really are like, Hey, even if we're competing against, you know, a Duluth or med city or now Des Moines, like, Ultimately, we're all we're all in this trying to do the same thing, which is to make something better. We love it. We're passionate. Um, so yeah, we can be rivals on the field, but can we really work together off the field? And and again, I think, as you know, Rodrigo, working in the club community here, there's there's just too many players who don't have that opportunity. So it's like, all right, how, how can we all be much more intentional on giving them giving them the giving them those opportunities to you know, like a Mutu who can showcase like, man, this guy's really good. Yeah, he is really good. Let's give him an opportunity. So yeah, for us, it's going to be continuing to build those relationships authentically um, and keep working with great people like uh, Kyle Johnson and, and Mario with TC Soul who are doing phenomenal work and just say, hey, what, what can we do about what you guys are doing? Because you're awesome. Yeah. All, all friends of the pod. Friends of the pod. Yeah, I was, I was going to just Love bring up is like um, what more um, – like I'm not sure. I haven't spoken with Byron in a long time, and um, um, I text him every once in a while. But my hope is that you know he has enough funding and enough support to be able to bring back the futsal league over the summer. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys were involved with that, and I was, and I think also uh, um, members of, of Dark Clouds and other and, and other maybe um, if I could remember correctly, were involved in that aspect of it. I didn't get a chance to do it because I was coaching during those majority of the time so i had a game and i, and yeah. I would get around to to making it out there but I, I think that's one of the things that i think it's 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 the things that minneapolis city does does right in that sense is right that they that they collaborate and they try to look for opportunities to not only uh enrich uh themselves in a sense but also do an exchange with with other folks and try to see how we as a soccer community can be can be better right um and, and try to be better right and i think i think that is uh another way i think uh mario has always has always done great work and i'm you know i haven't decided yet if i'm gonna be coaching um uh what the amount of coaching level i'll be doing in spring summer but it, it all changes when you got a senior in high school i swear man your priorities totally change when you see that your, your first baby is about to just walk out to the world and you're like maybe i should you know we think some things, but regardless, yeah. you know, um, I am, uh, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, be able to have that, to have that. And I think that's one of the things that I appreciate about Minneapolis city and their staff and, and all, all how that works. And because I think uh, some of you guys have some of that club experience and I think that's what it is. But, uh, but speaking of club, 
Um, yeah. I, I, I can I ask you, can what what can you tell us? You know, what's the from like fusion? Uh, like I I've coached for Black Saint Paul Blackhawk soccer, and everybody knows that I've done that. I've also coached uh, park park board teams. Uh, I think that's where I started, and I think actually that's what I might go back to eventually, just to uh, do some city park and rec. But but um but Sabo is like the big name out here. It is. And so like and so like you know I always get jealous when I have to go and and like and like uh, play Sabo because we go play to the nice fields and I was like yeah you know I was gonna start throwing shade right about now three um, two one yes. boom there's no there's no shade to be thrown at there's opportunities for people to do that and I think when yeah. you know I think when there's resources available like things become a lot easier to awesome. do and it gets done better and I think that's one of the things that it is is just the the amount of resources that are available but 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 so far like I said coach. Like I always have experiences that totally like remind me uh, about why I'm doing this and start trying to figure out how, how, you know, how to run this session, right? Where's my back pocket, uh, where's my back pocket exercise or activity that I can do if everything's just going haywire, yep. right? Like specifically when you're dealing with, with, with young kids, right? Sure. Like we're dealing with kids, it's like that, you know, that's going to happen. You have to have something fun up there, like you have something else. Um, but uh, I just want to know if you could share some of your your coaching memories, like some of those good memories that rem- remind you. It's like, oh, this is this is the moment where we just kind of just went like, oh, you know. And I'll share one with you, if uh, just yeah. to kind of give you time to, to think of one. It's like, Absolutely. so um, this is like two years ago, and I'm coaching a U nine, no U ten girls team, and and they love playing with each other, and they've loved, uh, you know. Uh, they love playing with each other. Some of them, some of the players have skills. Uh, some of the players just look to be supportive and like to be around other folks. It's just uh, they love playing the game, but they're all very astute, and very smart. And so I'll go, I'll go keep your figure out because this is when they're still using breakout lines. That as soon yeah. as they pick up the ball, right, they have to move back to the line. Yeah. So the keeper, we've been working on our keeper. Just as soon as they pick to pick up the ball, decide which side they want to go to. See their field of vision. See where one of their one of their teammates is available and has access to space. And one of our players just like was in, was it was a goalkeeper and like saw that right away. And it started ten minutes into the game, and all she started doing was as soon as she did, she walked to the corner and just you know, ran to the corner, chucked it half field, and then one v one, you know, our one player was like, oh, I know what to do. First touch, first touch, run into open space, run into space, and then like they were like, wait, I'm in front of goal. What do I do? What do I do? Like right, right. Yep. And then all of a sudden there's a there's a person that's running right parallel to them because that's what we've been working on. And the ball goes right over there and they kick it in and it goes in. And then they all turn around and just look at each other and just had a group of kids just run to the middle of the field, including the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And just that immense amount of joy. Yeah. Was one of those things where like, yep, I don't care about anything else. That's that's the that's the thing I want them to walk out with, the joy and love for a game. So no, I, that's a great story. And, and that highlights exactly like hopefully why we as coaches are, are doing what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, those moments are few and far between, but when you can kind of capture them, it, it's, it's really powerful. So yeah, I've, I've got a couple I'll share with you briefly. I think, like you said, I mean, I, you, we all know the imbalance that's there in new sports, right? We get way too competitive, way too early and it's how kids get burned out. And so I never intended to be a coach. I actually went to school to be a marriage and family therapist to work with kids and family. And it just so happens that I get to do what I love, which is be a part of soccer and and work with kids and families. And so, you know, with all of my teams that I coach, I I try to put it back to the parents of just like, Hey, look, you're going to spend a lot of time and money on this. If you play for the next 10 years, like 
what is the return on investment? What do you want to get out of it? And if you want to say, I want to play division one, I want to get a scholarship. I want to play pro. We can talk about that. And, and I can tell you from the players that I work with at city, like how challenging that is. Cause it is tough, but to me, like, it's exactly what you just said, Rodrigo. It's those moments of like, just being able to self-actualize and find confidence. And so one for me that actually happened recently. So I'm, I'm coaching our 2010 girls team at Salvo and we, we have been struggling and it was really interesting because when I came in, one of the first comments that one of the girls made to me was like, yeah, we don't, we don't win. We're just not very good. And I was like, whoa, like, okay, interesting. And first couple games, we got blown out, whatever, wasn't doing really well. And so, but I, I, I kept just saying to them, Hey, this is not about winning or losing. This is about us being, you are good soccer players. And I, I need you to own that. It's one thing for me to say that it's one thing for them to really latch onto it. So of course, ironically, we go to go play fusion uh, a couple of weeks ago and my former club and, you know, fusion's fine. It's all good. Like we're, we're, we have a good relationship, but there, there's still like, Hey, there's some of the girls that I used to coach on that other team. You know, I'm, I'm looking at this and, and based on the standings, Fusion should probably beat us like 10 to zero. And, and the girls, like our girls have already kind of like, yeah, if we can score a goal this game, like that's a success. And like, okay, we'll, we'll set goals. We'll go from there. Doing really well. We're defending. Great. Fusion finally scores 15 minutes into it. It's like, oh man, five minutes later, they score again. So it's two to zero. And that was a really big moment for us because we had one sub, we knew we were up against it. And it was really like, this can be the moment that we either start to like figure out things and, and we're willing to kind of work, or we're just going to say, Hey, you know what? It is what it is. And, and they're going to score another 20 on us. Right. Well, to their credit, girls kept working and we got one back right before halftime. Awesome. Two to one. We've already hit our goal. If we want to score a goal, talked about it at halftime. Hey, keep defending, keep working together, like do the things that we can control and fusions pressing they can't score can't score can't score we get a free kick with about 10 minutes left and we tie it two to two awesome this is great and then with about three minutes left fusions pushing again we get a counter attack girl touches a pass slots it in we're ahead three to two and ended up winning the game and, and i again don't care about the result but the key moment for me was like the girls are like hey we are good like we we can do this. It's like, yes, exactly what I've been telling you. So all of that like crappy self-talk about we're not good. We can't win. We don't win. Like just throw that out the window. And, and that to me is like, again, like what, what is so why we coach, right. Is, is those moments because are any of these girls going to go play professional or division one? Probably not. I hope some of them do, but I hope more than anything, they're able to say, you know what? That was a really tough moment that I chose to be resilient in. And that's where I found some confidence because ultimately like that's, what's going to make you a better human being once you get done playing soccer. And so, yeah, I mean, just all of those things, like, again, they're, they're few and far between. They don't happen every day, but, but when they do, it's like, yeah, man, that's it's a great reminder. Point. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and uh, I'll just throw, I'll just throw one little thing. Um, I had a boys team last summer and they kind of had the same attitude. Uh, there were some really good players, like several individual players, but we started playing as a team. And I always love the beginning of like a U9, U10 season. Like the parents, they come and tell you what they want. And you're like, okay, well, that's not what I want, but that's, that's okay. You can have your opinion. I have mine. At the end, 
I'm 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 the I'm their coach. You're their parent. Your job is <laughs> to cheer and bring hopefully bring good snacks at halftime and not forget them, right? Exactly. Uh, and so too. just watch, right, right. And that's uh, and we're playing the Savile team, and one of our uh, players who's been you know thinking that they want to try being goalkeeper, and I've been walking with him. He he comes up and he goes, "I want to be keeper." I was like, "Okay." I was like, and I have this thing where like I want to rotate players in different positions. Yeah. But um, and we talked about, you know, his 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 not being, you know, he needs to be come out. He needs to try to cut the space if he can and try to get to the ball. So as soon as you put your hands on the ball, it's over. Right. They can't do anything. They got to go back to break out loud. You understand all that? He's like he started playing lights out. Yeah. Like he literally started like diving and like he had a, he had a, he had so many saving the confidence in that kid. And he goes, I want to keep playing second half. And I was like, OK. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, I'm not going to deny you that opportunity to just you feel comfortable. And we 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 didn't beat the Salvo team. Uh, we lost four to three. But I had Salvo parents come over here. Go, that was a really great game. I was like, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, like, and these kids realized that they could play against anybody as long as they play together. And I think that's some of those things that you that I love about coaching this age group is you watch them grow in the last probably three last two to three games or four games you wish you had another out of six games left because yes. that's when they start peaking and understanding everything we've been talking about and then boom it's just lights out but anyways uh i want to throw it to bridget really quick yeah, just as we ahead. kind of start to wrap up you've been very generous with your time i'd appreciate you oh, but bridget yeah. go ahead uh well we can use that as a, a segue there speaking of players who might want to go pro uh and coming up through those ranks brandon by former crow scored a worldie for revolution beautiful beautiful goal <laughs> how i mean what kind of effect does that have on the club and recruiting and, and maybe your your coaching and how you uh how you approach these these changes knowing that you know you've got players like that who have gone um into pro and yeah and developed from there yeah, it does. It does a lot. I mean, I, I think it just again, pro probably maybe even more to maybe even even less for the outside world, but more to us, like as a staff or as a club, we're like, hey, we're doing some things right. Like, you know, very good players are, are choosing to be with us. And there's some successes there because, I, you know, you, you get stuck in the day to day stuff and, you know, you just it's the grind and you're like, man, did you get a chance to coach him, Matt, or was he a little bit before? I did you? not. He was literally one okay. year before. Um, I yeah. did have Luke Hawkinson my first year. Uh, he's, gotcha. he's done pretty well with Nashville, too. So, yeah, it's it does a lot for us because, I, it, you know, we know that most of the time we know that what we're doing is, is good and, and we're putting a lot of time and effort into it. But when you have players who like a Brandon Byer, Luke Hawkinson, who choose to play with you before they, they know they're going to go play in the MLS like that. That's really powerful. Like that says a lot. And um, yeah, it does, it, you know, in terms of a, from a coaching standpoint, it definitely, and this is always the, the challenge as a coach, which is like, how do you coach the team as a whole, but also individuals. And so I think moving into this new space, like, yeah, we, we're going to have some players that I think very, very easily are going to go play pro at some point. So part of the conversation is how do we find success as a whole, but like, how do we as a staff help them help set them up to be successful individually for what's next? Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you one, one player who will be announced. Uh, there's a player by the name of Joey Tawa who will be playing with us this year. He spent time at the university of Dayton was actually with uh, Columbus Crews second team for a while. He's actually 
Uh, I think the crew owns his rights. But um, he's a local guy, and he's he's come out to some trainings before, and he was one of the players I recruited. And for Dayton, they had him playing center back, but for what he wants to do, he wants to play as a six, as a holding mid. And so, you know, we it's funny because we we have a need at center back, and, and we as a staff have talked about, like, wow, what if we have Joey play center back? And, and I've just said, no, like, it, it's really important that we – you know, set these guys up to be successful. And that's the position that he feels most comfortable at. That's what we're going to play him. E- even if it, it may be a detriment to us, because he's a fantastic athlete, works his butt off and would be a great center back. But like, I have to honor that kind of, a, you know, a, agreement between us of like, hey, we want to see you be successful. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge, but um, it, uh, it it's a good problem to have. And I actually, on that note too, it was interesting. I was talking to, Max Stewart this week, who former captain living down in Florida, he's he's got everything going on in his life. But he actually, uh, it sounds like he's going to play. There's a USL two team down there, Tampa, who wants them, who wants him to play with them, which is great. And it's actually, I don't remember if that, that team. I think the director of that club is the U17 or 19 national coach, like for the youth team, like pretty pretty high up. And when, when Max was talking to him, he was like, oh, yeah, I've heard of Minneapolis. So you guys are doing awesome. Like, I love what you guys are doing. And so, you know, you talk about kind of the Brandon by the Luke Hawkinson effect. It, why it's really important is because it shows like, yeah, like we can have the ideal of what this pathway is. But if we're not, you know, there's not like tangible results. You don't see it. But when you do get that tangible result, result like people who are big into, you know, kind of the up the ups of soccer whatever like when we can have that impact they see it it's like whoa yeah. awesome like this is really cool so i'm like hey a u17 national D coach knows who we are that's awesome super cool so if we can yeah have- i was gonna yeah. jump into i'm sorry i yeah. was gonna jump into the the mls when they were when they posted the goal and i was gonna look at the comments and the mentions and i was gonna obviously tag city in there and there are already two people that had beat me i'm just like you know what it's good it's done <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> every time random by does something like we usually get tagged quite a bit which is which is yep. awesome it's super cool. Let me um this this came from the legendary MJ and we can maybe wrap yeah. up this one and unless you guys have uh, one more. So he asks uh, with USL2 and MPSL M- Minneapolis City has bolstered and shuffled their coaching ranks. What areas of expertise do the different Minneapolis City coaches bring to the table? Yeah, great question. Um so I'll start with just kind of going top down. So start with Michael Prunty who is one of my assistants for USL2. Um dude is unbelievably like about tactics. I, I I think where he and I balance each other out really well is I'm very much more relational about people, culture, all of those things. And I think it's been awesome to, that I actually get to learn from Michael say, Hey, you get to kind of take the reins on how, like our style of play, how do we implement that? Obviously I'm, I have a say in it, but like, this is yours. So that's his strength. And then we have somebody like Tori who God bless her, loves defending and is supremely confident in herself. And, and, and again, to be a woman coming into a men's team, like you have to be, and she's just phenomenal as you guys all know. And, and so her big emphasis is the defending piece, whether it's individual, whether it's collective, like I'm a four, I'm a former attacker, not my jam. She's about it. Right. Awesome. Then we have somebody like a Marco Campoverdi, who's going to be heading up our NPSL team. Uh, which is awesome. He spent time with Dakota Fusion, so he understands the NPSL landscape. 
um, former professional player down in Ecuador. And so he's got very high level. We, we have a number of Spanish speaking players on our team. He speaks Spanish as well, which is huge. Um, Seb Dixon is another one to, that's come in and he spent lower time or spent, has spent time in lower league in England. So it's a little bit different, but he has experience with that. Um, and then it's cool to see somebody like a Derek Johnson come in, who has been our goalkeeper coach for years past and is moving into an assistant role, which is, which is really cool. Um, and then I think one thing that has kind of come up this week, if you follow us on Twitter is we, we have this performance analyst team. We've never used video before, at least not super well. And we have a guy like, like Trey Oliver, who is just unbelievably passionate about the game. And, you know, we, I was talking to him yesterday and, and he just, the, 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 his love for like everything like developmental every like it just it blows my mind because he'll be talking to me about some player in like the french third league and i'm like trey i've never even heard of that team but he's super into it and like you need that and then we have a guy like steve bickler who was with us for a season and is living out in ohio and he's doing scouting ops for us we have another guy named brandon mays who we literally found on twitter and same thing as trey just loves the breakdown and and oppositional analysis and so you know, I think the common theme with every one of our coaches is they have a strength that comes with them, but it's a strength that comes through just that's what they love to do. That's their passion. And what City has been fantastic about is just as an organization saying, hey, whatever you love, take it, run with it. We'll give you the tools to be successful. And, and I think that's where we found a lot of success. And, and, and Adam has said it really well. He said, like, City is a bunch of ordinary people. And believe me, we are very ordinary being able to do extraordinary things because we do it together. And, you know, it, it sounds super cliche, but like, that's to me again, why I stay as to be, why it's so special is just like, it's one of the few instances in my life where like you just have this genuine community of like fantastic people working together towards a common goal. Cause it's not easy. Like there's, there's a lot of douchebags and a-holes out there and we're all one in some, some capacity at some point, but when you kind of have that common goal and realize like, Hey, we, we get to do what we love. Like it's, it's pretty fun. Well, that's a pretty beautiful way to end. I can't think of a better way to get out of it, but uh, man, thank you so much for your time and uh, answering those questions. And I, I, I speak for everybody when I, when I say we're super excited to see awesome. the team in the new league and continue to uh, see the second team at MPSL watching futures. Rodrigo's going for his North, on blocks from Powderhorn. That's my team. So <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, man, it's it's so cool, and it's just fun to even from our somewhat more distance, uh, more distant positions to be a, to feel like we're a part of it, you know, because you guys have built such a great community, and uh, we love it. We love no, it. No, I, I appreciate you you all having me on. Um, always a privilege to come talk with people who who love soccer, and and again, I, I want to express our gratitude, like as a club, because. Even just stuff like this is is huge, and I love that you you all get to feel like you're a part of it because because you are, and and we want all of our supporters to feel like no, this is this is your club. Like, yeah, we might be in the day to day stuff, but like having people who are passionate, like that's the whole purpose of this. So, appreciate all you do with this. Appreciate your support of the club and soccer in general. And thanks again for having me on. Oh, thank you, sir. Bigote says thank you too. <laughs> yeah yeah no no yep yeah. thank you thank you for your time we appreciate it 
um best of best of luck are you guys having like any preseason games at all um yeah we we've got a few set up i think we're gonna be playing we usually do one with luther uh from iowa okay. who comes up um i think we we may even get one against st croix here and yeah well we've actually st thomas reached out we may have one with augsburg so yeah we'll we'll have plenty of preseason stuff which that's awesome looking we'll forward to attending one of those at least so that way Absolutely. That's good. I, I had the actually had the Des Moines on my calendar. I was thinking about making that trip, and it and it just landed during our kids' spring break, and they wanted to go. They wanted to go the opposite direction, so we are going they, up they to Grand Marais. To <laughs> nope, we're going further north. <laughs> what's um, what's better than beautiful Des Moines in spring break? I can't. See, saying, saying. <laughs> Trust me, man. I've been in Des Moines in spring break. It's not. It's it's great. <laughs> yeah, great. Be nice. Be nice. So that's self-editing so right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you go, Matt. But thank you so much once again. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, Coach Matt. Thanks Good seeing you. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk again you soon. Too. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Ciao. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota football show.